another episode of the High Ground Powered by Premier Companies. Sal, how's it going? Doing great. Good. Hey, we got Aaron Bledsoe with us. He's joining us virtually because there's a lot going on around uh, grade facilities this year, uh, especially this time of year. But uh, this year especially, a lot of uh, different scenarios that we're running into. As a preface, we are at uh, October 20th, 2022, and uh uh, we've had a good run from dry weather, but uh, some other issues popping up. So, Aaron, let's just kick it to you, and um, I guess we can start talking about first probably the river issues and, and rail and what, what all's backing things up because I think harvest is – progress has not been an issue this year. No, no, we've uh, we've had a really good run of, oh, shoot, four or five weeks now here around the uh, southwestern part of Indiana. The river is the big issue. Um, the Ohio is – was currently shut down at the beginning of this week. Uh, the Mississippi was shut down about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, barges are getting backed up north and southbound. So it's getting to be a very, uh, well, it's not getting to be, it is a bad situation on the river right now. Uh, you know, I talked to one of my sources down there, a place that we deliver a lot of beans to, and they said, instead of being able to put about 75,000 bushels of beans on a full load of barge, they're only getting about 50,000. But everyone's still expected to pay full rate on the freight. So, yeah. So you can only imagine what, what, what those bids have done in order to cover that cost. They're having to drop their bid. And honestly, I I completely understand why cover the cost, but also they don't have anywhere to go with it. So they could still pay you a lot, but they won't be able to take it. And that does nobody any good in the, in the heat of harvest. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's nonsensical that they can pay you, but they can't, then, then they can't pay yeah. you. Right. Just yeah. wrecking a market yeah. at yeah. that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I would buy the beans for you and this is the price that I would do it, but I <laughs> but can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I know that that happens when you're selling stuff too, occasionally at times, It'll be but, like, I can sell it for this price, but I don't have it. So I get the uh, first question, I guess though, is that, so their barges are moving up and down the Mississippi and the Ohio, it's just that they're, they're not as full, right? So they don't draft as much. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So they got the traffic up and going again. They're just not able to carry the capacity that they're usually carrying. Um, and they're going at a much slower rate. So they've dredged a couple spots. I know down at around Cairo, Illinois, they, they, they had to, uh, dredge that on the Ohio. So instead of being able to get, you know, maybe a couple barge, a couple barge wide going through there, they're, they're really having to limit it down to one or two going through the channel right now. Like single lane I mean, traffic. Yeah. 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 And you almost, can imagine what 465 around Indy looks like when construction or 65 going into Indy. That's what the river looks like right now. Oh yeah, my gosh. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Give you nightmares. But, and, and to <laughs> back up just for a minute and explain when Sal said draft on the barge, that is the, uh, that is the distance that the barge is actually under the water. The difference between the top of the barge, uh, that that's above the water and below. So I think a barge generally needs roughly, I think that's 12 feet. And we know that, that, uh, the Mississippi river has been as low as I think eight eight wow. to nine at times uh with allowable draft so lightening them up and uh, parcel capacity is uh the only option we've got so talk about with it pushing back from the river uh and pushing back from uh, uh some of those outbound marketing opportunities that we have what's local capacities look like currently So as far as local here in Southern Indiana, your, your big capacities are going to be anybody that has rail um, and then rail is still functioning for them. 
it's getting tricky to get rail cars. Um, we still have that rail issue going on with potential strike in November. Um, they, they put down the plan that Biden proposed. So we have that. But as far as your local markets, right now the rail is still running if you can get the cars. So those are going to be some of your better markets and also any of your processors. Um, so anybody taking beans and turning them into soybean meal or using the oil out of them, that's going to be one place to look. Um, as as far as the elevators go, um, I know they are starting to back up. Uh, currently at Columbus, we, we had to go to contract only. Um, we're not far from that. Um, on the western side of our territory as well, uh, there's some other local elevators that actually had to shut down because they couldn't get the rail in for beans. They couldn't even take their contracted stuff at the moment. So it, when you have a logistical issue with the river, um, when when the primary goal of our commodities are to get out into the ports, it really puts pressure on the rest of the area. So it, it's kind of a, I don't know, local capacity is good. Uh, if you can find a spot, um, it's definitely a priority to get there. In my opinion. And it doesn't fix the problem, right? I mean, it just, it's, it's still eventually it's got to leave. Yes. Yeah. Eventually it has to leave. Um, all we're doing is backlogging this thing even worse. So everyone, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people look at the river bids and they're, they're saying, well, are you going to pay any more for November delivery? The river's paying 90 cents better for November delivery. It's like, I, I agree. The river is paying 90 cents better for delivery in November. If you like that delivery bid, then you need to call them right now and lock that in. Because what you're going to see is that bid for November delivery come down to meet the October delivery. Um, going into this harvest, we saw September deliveries. They had a very good premium to the fall, all fall bid. And they typically do, um, historically. And everyone was like, okay, well, the fall is going to come up to meet the set bid. And it started to act that way. And then we ran into the river issue. And all of a sudden, the fall bid just started running away from the set, and it just kept going into the dumpster. And, I, and I've been watching these basis levels um, the last two weeks now since this whole river has really started to cause an issue, and the deferred bids are starting to come down closer to the nearby. So what that's telling me is, is that everyone's trying to say, I don't want it right now, which is going to create a backlog so that when you can deliver um, after the first of the year and things like that, the idea of basis having to work really hard to buy the bushels, I just don't see it. Not for beans, not in this area. Um, I don't see basis having to work very hard to buy the beans because everyone's going to have quite a few of them. And after the first of the year, we usually see quite a bit go to the river anyway. So if they're going to show up, why would you run the bid up any higher than you to, to buy them? Um, so my opinion on beans um, like you said, Sal, with it being backlogged, I would be looking for good bids. Know your number. That is the big thing. Uh, we talked about it before on the other podcast. This is a high entry game to play right now. If you know your break-even number and we're still making money, I would lock I would lock some bids in right now for, for yourself, for beans. What uh, question, I guess, what, what fixes this? I mean, we think about the, the Mississippi River, and we always just talk about when we, when we say the river – we're always talking about the Ohio River, where we're at. Mm -hmm. uh, so we don't have to say what river. We know when we say the river, we're talking about the Ohio River. So mm -hmm. what what fixes the Mississippi? Obviously, if we had rain, um, 
you know, a substantial rain, but does the Ohio, I wonder if it contributes enough to the Mississippi. I mean, there's other thing, other, <laughs> there's droughts out West that's compounded. Mm-hmm. So we've got a dry weather here in the Eastern Corn Belt and out West where I guess the Missouri and, and everything else feeds into the Mississippi. They're, they're dry. And so it's going to take a, almost like a big national event to get the rivers back up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, and that is the real scary part about this whole thing is it's not like we can just get five inches of rain here in Southern Indiana and all of a sudden the rivers, the Ohio and the Miss and the Mississippi are back up and going. I mean, it, it, it's not that simple. We need rain. We need big rain in the Pennsylvania area to get the Ohio up. We need big rains up North, uh, you know, around the Wisconsin and stuff like that to really get in, in Iowa, which is starting to get dry. We need rain in that area to get these rivers up and going. Um, and in order to get that type of rain, it's just not looking great. I mean, like you said, places are dry. We could, we could take five inches of rain here in Southern Indiana and not much of it would really hit the river unless it came in, in 30 minutes. I mean, we, we're getting pretty dry down here. Nothing like what they are out West, but we could definitely use some moisture here and the ground will just soak it up. It won't even hit the river. Yeah. So as we talk about big, uh, big weather events that might help the situation, obviously anytime we get moisture in the fall, that hurts our harvest progress. Where are we currently on harvest progress? And let's just talk about our local area for now. We don't, uh, necessarily need to worry about nationally, but uh, in our local ter- territory, what are we, how are we getting along? Guys went after the beans this year, so I would say we are well ahead of our five-year average on bean progress in this area. I mean, we are, we just flat kicked it on some beans this year. Um, we are, you know, my facility, we're easily twenty-five to fifty percent ahead of what we were last year on total bushels into this facility at this point in harvest. Um, and I think that is all contributed to the fact that they went after the beans first. So as far as progress goes, I'm going to say we're on the tail end of this bean harvest in this area. I'd say we're, we've got to be getting to at least 80% done, I would say. Um, so everyone's trying to fight and scramble to make room for that last little bit um, for everybody to finish up on. Corn, I think we still got quite a ways to go because everybody put such an emphasis on beans. The weather was great. You can always cut, you can always shell corn later in the year than you can beans. Um, I'd say corn's tricky. Some guys are completely done. Other ones are just now getting started on corn because they did nothing but beans. Uh, so I'd say corn's, you know, we're, we're well over halfway through corn, but we've still got quite a ways to go, I think. I was kind of looking at our notes, Ryan, and I think we've had some, uh, some listeners ask about basis and and the difference. Uh, I guess the differences in the basis points and when, what that's going to look like in January. I guess, could, Aaron, can you tell us? I know you've done it before and, and explained the basis. What what does what does that mean? What's happening now, and where's it going to go? Yeah. So. The biggest job of basis is to move bushels from where they are to where they aren't. That is the sole purpose of basis. Um, and so what you're seeing, I, I think a lot of these questions come up uh, because they look at Kansas and they, yep. you know, look at, um, you know, Nebraska and Colorado. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine what that would look like out there? But there's huge differences. I mean, even just in our area, um, we're seeing 50, 60 cent differences in basis and they're only they're only 
shoot 20, 30 miles apart. But a lot of it is, is this crop is very, uh, there's a lot of variability in it. And so you'll see those differences in the bids from where the corn or beans are to where they aren't. That basis is trying to pull those bushels into that area where they don't have. So as far as the big difference between like a Kansas at like a dollar over this, a dollar over the December futures for nearby delivery versus where, you know, in our area right now, corn's, you know, around that 10 under for nearby deliver. Um, that is the difference is they don't have the bushels. They need them. They're trying to buy them from areas that they typically don't buy them. Hmm. So this is a great time to start seeing um, rail markets really come alive because when there's that big of a difference in basis, you'll start seeing rail come from, you know, in the past you could see like an, like an Iowa bushel all of a sudden show up down in Southern Indiana because they got on a rail market and they hit us because the difference was enough to pay for that freight and we needed the bushels and they did you know, the Southeast market's always a hot market in the Carolinas and stuff because of all the turkeys and chickens down there. So that's another place that you'll see high bids. They don't, they don't have enough corn anyway on a normal year. Well, when we have drought out West and a shorter and a shorter crop, as far as production wise, you're going to see those bushels really fight. You'll see that basis work really hard to get them this year. Okay. Well, that, uh, that makes sense. Cause I know we're looking at a, two dollar two and a half three dollar difference between some places and uh and and others and, and when you think that our only opportunity is a truck uh sometimes even that's not enough depending on how far away it is so that's there's a lot so i'm gonna ask you a quick question here and we'll we'll have to wrap but uh, uh just quick take what's farmer sentiment going on right now i mean I, I know there's a lot of conversations going on i was involved with a few yesterday and what are what's your overall thought how are they dealing with it um, you know, some guys are really happy because in our local area, you know, local basis was paying better than the river. So the mentality was, of, oh my gosh, I get to stay local instead of having to drive to the river for another 20 cents. Um, so the, the, the sentiment has been pretty good. Um, I'm starting to see that change a little bit as we get closer to the finish line. Uh, everyone's a little nervous on getting stuff, uh, delivered and knowing where to go with it. But overall, I would say farmer sentiment is pretty good. Uh, there's been a few where the acres haven't done quite as well as what they initially thought, but then there's been some that have just, it's better than last year, which is hard to believe, but they've, they've got some, they've got some acres out there that are better. Um, so it, it, I think it varies just like this crop did just the way the crop went in i think it's i think the sentiment is varies just about as much as that does but the futures are still holding together i mean we've been here for shoot three weeks on corn and we haven't hardly moved much so these are still still good numbers um it just feels weird and then if the if a grower does have on on farm storage i mean uh you kind of get into the speculating a little bit but that gives you certainly gives you a cushion right i mean if you've got on-farm storage and this does clean up in the first quarter and you can cash flow, flow that long, uh, that gives you some, some room, right? It does. It does. Yep. 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 Um, I really like the idea of still moving bushels, uh, bean bushels early. Um, I, I don't, there's so many things working against beans right now, even though that we have a smaller crop than what we're used to. 
I, if I have on-farm storage, I would still be quick to pull the trigger when I see a number that I like. I w- this is not a time to get all bowled up, I think, on beans. Um, the cost of expenses are much higher this year, and beans give you a really good cash flow right now. So I would, I, I would still be looking at moving my beans quickly, even if I have them in a bin right now. I'd be looking for some quick ship um, bumps where I can or locking in deferred before it starts to fall anymore. Uh, even if not a huge fan of talking basis, because unless you have a hedge account basis is just kind of a number. Uh, but if you lock in basis, then what you're saying is that you like the basis level and you want to see the features go up. So if you like the basis, I would highly advise locking that in for your deferred bids and then see what these features do for you, because you might be able to see the features for beans run up a little bit because we do have a smaller crop. And if we get the rivers squared away, you will see these features go up when you start seeing export sales come online. So I don't think basis, the basis won't do the work this year because we're going to have to fight through all this backlog. So the basis could potentially weaken, but futures I think have a chance to strengthen. So I'd lock in basis and see what we can do on the futures. If you have on-farm storage for beans on-farm storage for corn, I think you have a uh, pretty good opportunity going forward. Um, we do have a smaller crop. Um, my big question is, is how much demand is going to get destroyed um, with this administration and some of the fuel issues that we're having? I mean, it, it's just, if anybody can tell me where ethanol and oil and all and the U.S. dollar is going to go, I'll tell you where this corn market can go. <laughs> but I do think it, it, overall, I think, especially for this local area, um, corn still got some pretty good movement to be had for on-farm storage. Um, so this is a, I, I, I like on-farm storage. Um, I don't like building an on-farm storage where you can hold every bit of your crop. I, I think that's risky. Yeah. I like spreading the risk out, have some delivered, take some risk off the table. Um, and if you want to keep some on the farm, I think that's a, uh, that's a very good option. Okay. Well, Ryan, that's all I've got. Do you have anything else? I do not. Aaron, thanks. All Appreciate right. it. Aaron, yep, appreciate no it. We're going to get you some, we're going to, have to get your longer arms or a selfie stick if we're going to be able to see the facility behind you while you're out working, uh, multitasking. There, you, oh, there you go. <laughs> there, All right. there you go. <laughs> yep, we're almost there. We are almost there. That big bin is going to be operational by this afternoon, hopefully. Oh, so that'll we'll, be good. Perfect. Oh yeah. All so right. if any local person's listening, buddy, bring your corn. We got space. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Aaron. Have a good day. See you, Aaron. Thanks, guys. See you. Well, that concludes another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Thank Thanks. you very much.